The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A number of wine, beer and spirit makers in the EU have lodged complaints over Ireland's plan to use labels linking alcohol to cancer in Ireland. Uh, Small French wine producers might simply discard the Irish market. That's according to the French ambassador. Uh, Will these controversial labels change behaviour? Are they necessary? Well, I'm joined on the line by Brendan Kelly, psychiatrist, and by Kieran Perry, independent councillor for Cabra-Gasnevin. Good morning and welcome to you both. Um, First of all, Brendan, we'll go to you in terms of human behaviour, will labels showing maybe diseased livers on the backs of wine bottles, will they deter people from consuming same? It's important alcohol is labelled correctly and provides people with the information they need. We know the World Health Organisation is clear that alcohol causes several kinds of cancer as well as liver disease and does other harms. Putting labels that say this is simply giving people information at the moment when they need it, making a decision. Does it change behaviour? It certainly empowers people to make informed choices, and there is evidence that it changes behaviour, that it produces slower drinking, less consumption, and changes purchasing habits as well. It moves alcohol from, a, if you like, from being a routine product to maybe one people think about a little bit more, and that's important given the causes, given that it causes such, such harm across our society. And the the nature of the labelling, is that important? I mean, if you have in the the fine print that this uh, overindulgence in this particular product may cause uh, cancer, um, that's one thing. On the other hand, if you've got graphic pictures in the back of a wine bottle or a whiskey bottle, uh, that's something else. It's important the labels are clear, factual, and maybe not necessarily very dramatic. I mean, what's proposed is stating that alcohol causes liver damage, alcohol causes cancer, and maybe an image depicting dangers in pregnancy as well. So, you know, we shouldn't be hysterical, but we should give people the information that they need about these, you know, very well-proven links between alcohol and harm. And the evidence is that this does change some people's behaviour, and that would be helpful. Yeah. Now, at the moment, there are labels on alcohol. That, I mean, they have to indicate the percentage of alcohol in the, the, the bottle of wine, for example. Um, they're going to add on top of how much, how many grams, I think, of alcohol is proposed, but also many calories and, uh, you know, the cancer warning on top of that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just wondering, do people therefore learn to ignore all of this stuff? Well, some people will ignore warnings, that is true. But for other people whose decisions might be a little bit marginal or maybe they're becoming a little more health conscious, warnings can make a lot of difference. And of course, it's not just about the amount of alcohol consumed because the WHO knows uh, and has has proven recently that fully a half of alcohol-related cancers across Europe come from light or moderate drinking. So, you know, the amount of alcohol in the product is important, but also the very simple fact that alcohol causes breast Mm. cancer, alcohol causes bowel cancer, alcohol causes liver cancer, it increases risk of mouth cancer, throat cancer, and esophageal cancer. Saying these facts will help people make Mm. informed choices. How, how, uh, Brendan, can they link mild drinking with anything? Because you do so many other things. You breathe. Well, you know, you take in particulates. You, you might be sitting by a coal fire or a peat fire. Uh, you might be working in an environment where there are all sorts of chemical fumes or even occasionally working in those kind of environments. Uh, you might eat something um, that contains something carcinogenic. How can they isolate any mild activity 
to an outcome? Well, the way this, these studies work is across entire populations, those other risk factors that you describe tend to be distributed equally. So when you look at the people who do develop these cancers and those who don't, you can discount many of those risk factors. And in these analyses, they can control for it because you know the age of the person, you know their gender, you might know their socioeconomic group, the country they live in. So an awful lot of this is controlled for in these studies. And the rest of those risk factors you described tend to be distributed equally across the population. So they're quite powerful, what are known as multi-level studies, looking at multiple risk factors across enormous population groups. And they do statistically factor in an uncertainty about the distribution of other risk factors. And of course, there's also biological links as well that make sense of these associations. So the criteria for causality are firmly met for um, alcohol misuse, alcohol use at all, rather. And as the WHO now advises, the ideal amount of alcohol to drink is zero, and everything above that increases risk. Yeah. Um, Crossing the road is risky. Do you know what I mean? There's risk and risk. So, uh, you know, if you were to bear in mind that several hundred people are going to die on the roads every year, there are certain activities like riding a motorcycle, particularly riding a bicycle uh, also, uh, but still people do it. Um, and whether or not they're informed of the risk appropriately is, is the question. Lots of things are risky. I mean, is the butcher now to, uh, you know, stick a label on, on, on the wrapping saying red meat may help you develop heart disease? Do you know, where do we no, stop? It's a matter, well, exactly. We do need to stop somewhere. We can't be label every, uh, labeling everything that is possibly risky. But the, the, chance, the, the example you use about uh, roads being dangerous, there are very clear road safety regulations published. And I think that this uh, warning suggested for alcohol is proportionate to the, to the evidence base. There is evidence that it will reduce harm, and uh, it, it, it should go ahead. Of course, I'm not suggesting alcohol should be banned. I'm not suggesting everything should be labelled. I'm just saying scientific facts exist. People should be informed about them very clearly um, at the moment of decision-making, and these alcohol labels will help greatly with that task. OK, uh, stay with me, uh, Brendan. I want to talk to Kieran Perry, Independent Councillor for Cabra Glasnevin. Kieran, what's your view on this? Morning, Pat. I think Brendan's made a very comprehensive case for uh, supporting the labels. I think it's a really progressive move, and I think it's great to see Ireland leading the way on an issue like that. And understandably, the powerful alcohol industry, they're going to oppose something like this. Because, but my argument would be that profit simply cannot be allowed to override health concerns. You see, uh, th- there's a couple of things that uh, are of interest here. You know, every time a dignitary comes to Ireland, we try to put a pint of Guinness in their hand, number yeah. one. Number two, we export whiskey and we're trying to expand our whiskey exports all around the world. Uh, recently, you heard the, the thing about Pernod Ricard and, and uh, Jemison products in Russia, and they've you know had to nip in there and stop it uh, because it uh, seemed to be inappropriate. But we like to, uh, you know, sell our whiskey all over the place. Bailey's, uh, which contains whiskey, one of the biggest sellers uh, of that kind of uh, liqueur all over the world. I mean, are we being hypocritical here? Let the let the others in the other parts of the world... I mean, if we're really serious about this, we would insist that all our exporters put the skull and crossbones on the bottles that they export as well, if we were not being hypocritical. 
I, I don't agree, Pat. Like that's that, that's a bit of a bit extreme. Like we have to recognise that this. No, no. I mean, I'm just talking about hypocrisy. If if we think this is a product that we should be warned about here at home, but we're not warning the people on the other side of the world about it, then we're being hypocrites. Uh, Pat, to be quite honest, I would agree that we should warn people on the other side of the world. That I I I think that was a an issue. Without a health issue with alcohol that Brendan has clearly outlined, and given our own troubled history in this country with alcohol, I think we're obliged both to warn local people and those who are using the project products. Mm. Um, the the question is, where do the warnings stop? I mean, you, you heard me talking to Brendan about you know certain foods that might have a risk of certain. I mean, most foods, I suppose, in excess can lead to obesity and type two diabetes. Absolutely, I, and I understand. The, but the relationship that we've had with alcohol—a really troubled relationship—and the proven health risks outweigh the risks of almost other products. Yeah. But are we so, using the question? Is are we using cancer labelling to address other problems like domestic violence? like uh, people being impoverished because there's too much drinking in the household and not not enough money for the normal staples of life. I mean, is that what we're doing perhaps here, using a a health warning uh, with a view to something else entirely, a a different kind of harm mitigation? That's a very valid point. Yeah, yeah. I still think the health-related issues and concerns warrant the labelling on its own. If there are other knock-on effects of maybe addressing the domestic abuse and that, that type of concern. and That's probably a bonus. Whether it's the intended function of the labouring or not, I'm not sure. Mm. All right. Uh, th- thank you very much, Kieran. That's Kieran Perry, Independent Councillor for Cabra Glasnevin. Uh, back uh, to, to Brendan. Brendan, the, the, the question of you know, whether we should label all our exports in the same way as we label at home. Yes, you spoke about hypocrisy. I think it's important that we label alcohol at home, that we label it for exports as well. And we need to be clear about the, the size of the impact of these labels. And to begin with, they, you know, they don't have an enormous effect on the industry as such. They affect or they positively change the behavior of a, sm- of a number of people who will benefit from drinking less. But this notion that the drinks industry puts out that tens of thousands of jobs are at risk is simply not supported by the evidence. The impact is not of that magnitude. And, and it is important to label regarding cancer. And if there are other benefits from this, for example, domestic violence, crime and social unrest um, that might be diminished, then that mm. is an additional bonus. It is yeah. a reason to go ahead. Um, are we being, you know, again, being uh, slightly woke in some areas? For example, you don't show images of obese people on on packaging for certain foods because it's not acceptable that you should in any way mock obesity, even though it is something that is a, a massive health problem. Well, y- yes, it is. But the fact is that... Food, like if you, do, if you put a cartoon, for example, a Billy Bunter type uh, cartoon on the side of packaging for certain foods, would people find that offensive or acceptable? But the difference here is that the World Health Organization says that the ideal amount of alcohol to drink is zero, and that the more you drink, the greater your risk. That is not what is said about food. In taking a certain amount of food is clearly necessary, so it would be incorrect to proceed as you describe. And the comparison, it is really is quite different. 
And what we're talking about here are demonstrated health risks associated with even moderate drinking of alcohol, increasing the risk of alcohol-attributable cancers. So including the risk on the bottle is appropriate and consistent with the health advice that zero alcohol is the correct amount. Uh, Some of the texts coming in, pure nanny state nonsense. Why do we think we need to be good students, the best students in the world? It won't make a blind bit of difference. Well, Brendan says otherwise. Uh, We all know alcohol is bad for us and we still do it. It's a personal choice. Another one, we're going too fast. We have to put the brakes on this one. Another one, I don't see signs every 100 metres saying traffic kills. Uh, About time we started labelling junk foods with images associated with obesity related illnesses instead of spending on weight loss drugs or or indeed surgery. Why is Ireland intent on becoming the most controlled nanny state in the world? From our thoughts to our glass of wine to the fire in our home, everything must be legislated against. I don't remember voting for this agenda. That's from Erica. So sick of this nanny state approach to our lives, the vast, vast majority of people know that too much alcohol is not good for you. Can the government just give us, the public, their employers, a tiny bit of credit that we can police ourselves appropriately Appropriately in relation to alcohol consumption. Well, you know, given the amount of alcohol harm that's done every year, you might think that we can't as a population, although on a personal basis, perhaps we can. Um, and, and that question, finally, Brendan, you, you know, you can look at the stats and say the harm that is being done, but you're also saying to people, you cannot control yourselves, so we're going to do it for you. This isn't about control. This is about giving people their own control. If anything, it's the opposite of the nanny state. It's about giving people the information that is relevant when they're making a decision. Not about controlling adult access to alcohol at all. It is about giving people information so they make their own choices. So this is the opposite, if you like, of a nanny state, uh, as some of the people uh, have suggested there. And it's just acknowledging the fact that alcohol increases risk of cancer, among many other harms, and people should mm. make their decisions I'm I'm struck, though. I know that uh, cigarette smoking has gone down, um, but of course there are kids vaping and so on. But cigarette smoking itself has gone down a a bit uh, since the labelling came in. But there are still lots of smokers. And the argument might be that the people who are addicted to nicotine, the people who are over fond of a jar, will just keep doing it no matter what the label says. Yes, and a certain number of people will ignore the label. But but we need to think about the people who might be making marginal decisions, who are open to taking a different course of action. And look, every day, every week in my clinical work, I see the negative effects of alcohol. Uh, I see it you know, psychologically. I see its effect on families, its effect on violence. And there are so many affected by the negative yeah, but th- th- That's the question I put, though. Are we using cancer as a scare tactic to address those other problems that you come across? Well, we're using the cancer to provide people with information about cancer. And if there are added benefits in terms of mental health and social well-being, then they're good too. The warnings are a proportionate response to what is a clear problem with physical health, with cancer, but also with mental health. They give people choice, they give people information, and, and sometimes people don't want that. They would prefer simply to to proceed without the information. But I do think governments, not the drinks industry, government, 
have a responsibility to give people the information mm. they need at the time they're making decisions. A final compliment to you. Uh, Brendan is so clear about the health risks of alcohol. How refreshing to listen to someone who can state his case. This transparency is very welcome. So uh, that's a thank you to Brendan and a thank you from us as well. Brendan Kelly, psychiatrist. And before that, Kieran Perry, independent councillor for Cabra Glasnevin. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.